Should we smoke before we start? Probably. <laughs> Yay, one last round. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of Warp, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentaries of Star Trek episodes. My name is Sean. My name is Matt. And I'm Minwin. And that's it, folks. Uh, this is a bonus episode. Uh, I'm so excited we're doing this. So we decided, or at least I think, you know, sort of a Matt's idea. I'll give Matt the credit to do this. <laughs> you have to properly credit. Oh, of yeah. course. It was his idea. I agree. I think it's a good idea. Uh, we decided since Picard has just come out. Star Trek Picard is out. We would do little bonus episodes of Picard. Now, not in our normal <laughs> format, uh, where we watch the episode and just sort of talk shit about it. No. We're going to do little episodes where we sort of admire and, and respect the, the process <laughs> of Picard. <laughs> sure. And we're going to uh, explain to men who hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't have CBS All Access. I have no access. Yeah. You have CBS No Access. <laughs> yes, none. <laughs> they won't even yeah. give it to you if you ask. <laughs> like, they won't take we, your money. I'm sure they would. My the way this country elsewhere. is going, man, you might be on the way out sooner oh, rather than later. Oh, yikes. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of useful skills, and I <laughs> I mean, I'm vegetarian, so I don't know if that, that would count against That's me, a probably. That's bad no, in no, this no, guy's no, eyes, no. dude. Yeah. So we are we're recording in... Uh, Warped Studio B. North, <laughs> North, <laughs> North, <laughs> North <laughs> this yes. week. We're in a different location. Luxurious. We have a different setup. It's 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 special in so many ways. It's, <laughs> it's like the Wild West here, where we don't we're just flying by the seat of our pants right now. And, and it's funny that you gave me credit for the idea of doing episodes about Star Trek Picard, considering every single Star Trek podcast, of which there are thousands, is doing. They're it. all doing the sure. exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah. They're all doing Picard recap. But you episodes. came up with the idea that we should do it. That's true. So I did add that that particular wrinkle. And there is a special sort of sauce in the warped blend here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that sounded gross. I don't know what he meant by that. I'm going to let it. We're going to move on. It, it was like a cooking thing. No? Sure. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> so, anyways, episode so, one uh, of Star Trek Picard: Remembrance. Remembrance. And men didn't watch it. I didn't. I didn't. I, well, let's just go through it. So, yeah. It's um, so weird because we're not doing well, our own. Yeah, yeah. We're not so, doing our usual format. Yeah, and we're all, not watching I'm it. I'm all kerfuffled. First like, off. What are we doing on this thing? What were the cool I moments? thought that the way they opened the show was brilliant. Me too. So I don't Set know. Set the scene. Well, okay. Do you know the, I saw the how the end of the last episode of Next Generation? No, what, I didn't the last watch. thing that happened? No. So the last thing that happens is after years and years and years of Picard being invited to sort of the officer poker game, mm. and he always declined because he always felt like as captain he couldn't show himself in that light, the very last scene of Star Trek Next Generation is him going and playing poker with the crew. It's sort of his, his retirement to his, the next chapter. Yeah, he's of sort of life. realizing that he doesn't have to be the sort of stern head that he always was. Yeah. So then is he no, he's no longer on the Enterprise. He's no well, longer he's captain of the Enterprise. long retired. But yes. what was cool is the first scene is him playing poker with Data. Oh. That's so how the first thing the we show. see, Min, is our old pal, the Enterprise D. Uh-huh. Kirk Picard's ship. Yes. Which we have not seen on TV since the end of Next Generation. That's the one with the... It's sort of wavy. It's curvy. 
they're all sort of wavy and curvy, man. <laughs> well, you know what the Enterprise <laughs> looks like. So we see the ship, and it's lovely to see it again. And yes, all of it looked beautiful. It was great. The effects are so much better now. Yeah. So like, it yeah, just it looked looks great. So much. It looked <laughs> way better than it would have ever looked in an episode of Next Generation. Did it have any Abrams flares, lens flares? No. It says oh, nothing thank God. To, although it does have. He has a Kurtzman has Abrams background. Yeah, sure. So. We hear Blue Skies, the song yes. Blue Skies, which Bye. we heard in Star Trek Nemesis. You will hear in someday in Star Trek Nemesis, man. Yeah. Many yeah. years from now. Yeah. Many, many years. Uh, and then we see Picard and Data, our old pals, Picard and Data, playing poker. He's still a captain. Mm-hmm. They're wearing their old uniforms. Wearing uniforms. They've CGI'd Brent Spiner's face to make <laughs> him look like he looked back in the day. Because androids aren't supposed to get old, right, Data? Right, man? Yeah. Sorry, I just almost called you Data. Just, <laughs> I was a real Freudian slip. <laughs> I've got that android flavor about me. You do sometimes have a little android flavor about you. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Um, they're playing. They're playing poker. They have a sort of enigmatic conversation about bluffing and tells and stuff. And so, is this a flashback? Right. It's a dream. It's a dream oh, sequence. It's a dream. Because right after that. There's a, the entire planet of Mars explodes yeah. out. You the see window. that the ship is orbiting the planet Mars, and Picard's like, "That's funny. What are we doing at Mars?" And then the planet explodes, and the Enterprise explodes, and it's a big sort of beat, and that's what goes into. And, and then he like, wakes up. He wakes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's old man Picard. Yes, old man Picard. on his on his vineyard in France with the best guest star with the best. Uh, co-star. He has a dog. His dog, number one. His name is num- who he's named number one, which is what he used to call Riker back in the day on <laughs> yeah, the old sure. show. Yes, yes. Do you oh, remember that? Yes, I do. Man? Yes. <laughs> what sort of dog? And it's not like talking to Aaron. Like you are familiar with yeah, the basics little, yes. of Star Trek. Yes, it's like a sort Crawley. of pit bull. It's oh, a pit really bull. Yeah. interesting. Yeah, so it's a cool looking dog. Is, yeah. The backstory on that is that Patrick Stewart in real life is a is an advocate for Pitbull Rescue. Like awesome. That's a charity that he supports and works with. And he has Pitbulls of his own. He's like a big Pitbull guy. Yes. And so he, and his sort of thing is like, he's trying to like rehabilitate the image of Pitbulls because everyone thinks no, of Pitbulls awesome. as being terrifying and yeah. scary because of their reputation back in the day. So anyway, it was Patrick Stewart's request when they said, we're, we're gonna give, uh, we think Picard's gonna have a dog. Picard was like, Patrick Stewart was like, that's great, but it has to be a pit bull. <laughs> Patrick Stewart really throws his weight around, uh, threw his weight around behind the scenes on this. Because, I love it, though. I mean, if you're Patrick Stewart, and they're making a TV show called Star Trek Picard, <laughs> yeah. they can't do it without well, yeah, you. Yeah, like, you can <laughs> exert an amazing amount so of So he was power. able to get a lot of things that he wanted. Was I know you- that they filmed it here in Los Angeles, rather than going to... Vancouver, which is where Discovery. Discovery is shooting, because Patrick Stewart lives in Los Angeles and did not want to schlep up to Canada sure. for six months. Yeah, and so he said, "If you want me to do the show, we have to do it here in L.A. I get to use a pit bull from a dog." <laughs> you know, he just had like he had a rider. I guess <laughs> did we? But then he's going to be happy when he comes on and he's doing the show, and you want a happy star. You want a happy pop. You oh, want a happy star for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course they had to. I mean, like you say, they they don't have a show without. Couldn't him, do it without. So it. have to call it. They something had else. to back up the truck to get him <laughs> to do it. Can you imagine if they recast Patrick Stewart? <laughs> Who do you think like, I don't want to do it. They're like, well, I guess we'll get Ian McKellen. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ooh. That's how they got him to do it. They threatened that Ian McKellen they would do Ian it. Ian McKellen would do it. Ian well, McKellen uh, and Patrick Stewart are like best, that, best buddies, friends in yes. real life. Yeah, I, I saw a picture of them. Uh, they, they had kissed at the uh, premiere. Or? Yeah, Ian McKellen showed up to the Star Trek Picard red carpet, and they were having all kinds of fun taking pictures. How cute. On the red carpet. They're adorable <laughs> together. Yeah. Oh, what about Hugh Jackman? Uh, do you think people would go for Hugh Jackman as, as Captain as, Picard? As Captain Picard. Boy, that's, that's a, a not that's a, that is old untraditional. Man. That is old man Picard. That'd that be is, weird. That is some non-traditional casting. I mean, but interesting. Interesting. <laughs> sure, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch Hugh Jackman. That playing would, Patrick the, the Hugh Jackman playing Picard. You know, in in Starfleet, like in when he's in the the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> But twenty years ago, yeah, when Hugh Jackman was still know, young, who would you cast if you were if Patrick Stewart Picard. was not available? Yeah, and you needed to cast someone as Picard. Who would you cast? Kelsey Grammer. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. Um, hmm. He's got but a he's lot a more sarcasm. More, I don't know. He feels a little more blustery than Picard <laughs> is. Or sure, sure. Thick. Yeah, he's definitely got a bigger head. Yeah, <laughs> that that's not bad. I mean, that's that's it's about the same level of television. Same, same be age you know, wise. Same general to, age. He's already been on Star Trek once. Yeah, before, he anyway. played a captain on Star Trek. Oh, did he? In yeah. one of the next, he we'll played get to the, that in a few years. He played the the one that comes back through the yeah, time but portal. He, he was the Enterprise C, right? It was or Enterprise. No, that's a sep- That's a different oh, episode. That's oh, the one with okay. Tasha comes back. Gotcha. He was like the Bozeman was the oh, okay. ship. Anyways, uh, that's that sounds like some deep lore. Right we'll get there. to it. See, We're it's a great episode. Away. Oh, really? It's one okay. of the bad, better ones. Um, but anyways, anyway, we can't think of a good yeah. person to cast as Patrick Stewart. I like. like guys, I guess that and means he really is. And obviously, CBS couldn't either. <laughs> and so they backed up the truck. Said, "Take whatever you like." They've already renewed the show yes. for another season. They renewed it before it had come out. Sure, yeah, before the premiere. They People are loving it, it. of course. Did you guys see... Um, God, we're really getting off topic of the walkthrough, but that's okay. Did you guys see um, the clip of him going on The View and talking to Whippy Goldberg? I uh, Yes, yes. We invited her to play mm, Guy. No, I didn't. Yeah, so Patrick Stewart two. went on The View, mm. which is a talk show. Sure, yeah, I know The View. Okay, <laughs> yes. Whippy Goldberg is yes. one of the people that's on it yes some i don't know sometimes yeah, i don't know yeah, that's true that's i don't true. know that's, what you know so sometimes i feel like i have to explain yeah. things um <laughs> that's very nervously playing with things on the know, table over here right now <laughs> i'm all thrown off my game i'm in the, i'm in <laughs> yeah, studio yeah. north i'm having to hold my own <laughs> microphone you guys yeah, we didn't even talk about that yeah. yes. and it's a little warm it's it's it, it's, un- it's, a it's not warm. nearly it's as sunny comfortable of a studio day. as we normally. It's lovely. I couldn't be happier. It's it's unseasonably warm for February first, yes. though. I mean, it's eighty-one degrees in Los Angeles yeah. right now. Mm. It's great. I love it. I mean, spring is right around the corner. Where yes. I think the cold is done. That's great. A few more days, and then. Mm. Yeah, so I'm having to hold my own microphone, which is throwing me off a little bit. <laughs> so Sorry. you were saying about so Patrick Stewart goes on the View to yeah. promote the. To promote Picard, to talk about Picard. Mm. And obviously they have a history together because she was on the old show. And he invited her to come back and play Guinan in season two. Oh, of wow. On the show. Yeah, on The View, while he was wow. talking to her on the on television. It was very sweet. It was very emotional. The audience all applauded. Mm. They got they hugged. Like She was crying a little bit. Like She's such a huge Star Trek fan. It means so much to her yeah. that 
I think she was really touched that they asked her to come back. So that was that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a sweet story. And, uh, yeah. So Picard wakes up from his dream. We've, we're now about a minute and a half <laughs> into the episode. It's like man. our D&D. <laughs> this is shaping up. This is I going to this be the, gonna be... It's going to be the longest warped episode. It's going to be a two-hour episode. <laughs> I thought this was going to be short because yeah. I was like, it's just me and Sean and men and it's you know there's not that much to talk about right, beyond because right. we're not watching it sure. we're just talking about it I was, I was like these episodes are gonna be 20 25 <laughs> minutes top. like we'll just zip right through this so picard wakes up from his dream his prophetic dream that he's had about uh data hmm. he's got a dog named number one we covered that already he's retired from starfleet and is living on his family vineyard in France. Mm. I don't know if you remember this, but we've seen the vineyard before back on the old show. His brother was at the time it. his brother was had the, the the family dynamic was that Picard's brother had stayed behind to run the family business. The family business was making wine and Picard was the dreamer who had sort of like gone, gone off, off to space yeah. because he was an explorer. Wanted to travel. So we've there's an episode of the show, the old show where Picard goes back and sees his brother. I never so we've knew seen the vineyard before. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, uh, the brother has died, and Picard is now running the vineyard. Mm. So he wakes up, he goes down to breakfast. There are two Romulans there, a man and a woman. <laughs> Laris is the woman, and Zabian is the male. Laris and Zabian. That sounds like uh, Aaron and Philippe to me. So <laughs> They are a little Aaron and Philippe, actually, now that you mention it. He's the nice one. She's a little more. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> and, and they won't listen they to this won't. They won't. <laughs> I'm, I knew I was completely safe. <laughs> we'll see. Plus, I love Aaron. I'm totally joking. <laughs> yes. um, so he's got these two, this Romulan couple who work with him, work for him at the at the winery and are sort of his like caretakers like they make breakfast and you know that kind of stuff so he talks to them about his dream right yes and then i forget the order that things happen well then because right somewhere around the same time you they flash to a new character oh okay is this when we see her we meet her and her boyfriend and they're sort of talking about getting into like a program or college so something along those lines they're in so they're in boston yeah and this one, this girl and her boyfriend are sitting on the couch. Human. Hum- she's she's human, and he's some weird alien. Okay. Um, and they are talking about the fact that she has been accepted to the a fellowship at the Daystrom Institute, which is a little callback to back in the day. Richard Daystrom was the guy behind um, Nomad. Oh, like, okay. Like, like, That's where it comes from. Daystrom is one of those names that has pops up a lot gotcha. in the sort of like Easter eggy parts of what's Star Daystrom Trek. what's Nomad it was an old Kirk episode with a robot Daystrom Daystrom was a guy who was big into robots mm-hmm. and now he has an institute called the Daystrom Institute okay. it's all about studying robots mm-hmm. she's been accepted to go there they're, they're very happy this girl and her boyfriend they're celebrating the fact that she's gotten into this very prestigious uh, institute and then uh, a bunch of bad guys beam into her apartment. They're all dressed in black. And the one guy throws a knife and immediately kills the boyfriend. Mm. Just takes him out one fell swoop. Mm. 
they, they grab the girl. They put a bag over her head. And they, they, say, they say some weird thing about, well, she hasn't been activated don't yet. Don't let her activate. And then she fucking activates all over their yeah. asses. <laughs> so in, a, in, a, in, a, in an instant, she becomes this killing machine. Mm. She just beats the shit Slides. out of them and murders them all. And then she kind of like snaps back, back to her to herself, mm. and she's sort of looking around at all the carnage, like, "What the fuck did I just do?" Oh, and also, uh, she has a little vision oh. where she sees Picard's face. Mm. Um, so it's a little. She's a little serenity right there. She's. It was very. It was a very serenity up to the even including the sort of like back over the <laughs> over the shoulder kick oh, no. oh, that yeah. girls always do sure. in badass fight sure. scenes. I'd love to see a guy do that one. You day, never see right? a guy do it. It's always girls. It's always yeah. Buffy. And they should like switch that. up the sort of moves that the guys. I don't know why do. that's an, ex- an explicitly female <laughs> I know, maneuver, right? but I've never seen a guy do it. Have you seen? Maybe that? they're not. Maybe guys aren't, aren't flexible, flexible enough. enough to be able to do that. This is the movies. Come on, <laughs> they can. It's movie magic. Have you seen that photo of uh, Prince Harry and Meghan uh, Meghan Markle? Yeah. Where they swap the heads, so like he's on her body. <laughs> no. His, her, no. Why did they do that? <laughs> just because it's funny? Yeah, it's funny. And it just, to me, it just sort of like outlined gender differences so immediately. It was uh-huh. so shocking to see his head on her body. Because, you know, she's got a very feminine mm. body and she's wearing a, a gown, you know. And then he's in like a a, a black suit uh-huh. and, and her head is on his, his body. So, it's it, yeah, it was just very jarring. I loved it. You should, you should check it out. I'll, I'll forward it to you guys. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> So she's killed these guys. She's had this little vision of Picard, and now she's freaking out because mm. she doesn't even know, like, how the fuck did I even do that, right? And then what happened? Well, then, so then flash to back to the the vineyard, vineyard. Yeah. and Picard is now going to go on the news. Oh, this He's is being the interview, interviewed. Right? Uh, the interviewer played by Marin Dungey. Yeah, she. She's, I was like, it's was, Marin Dungey. She's great. She's great. Is that where is she from? Uh, lots of things. Uh, she was, I think, an alias. She was on an alias. Was for her a while. probably her? her best she was, friend. yeah. Her yeah she's one of those people who's been on every TV she's show. Been on tons of stuff. She's great. She's awesome. <laughs> she's a really good actress. She's great on Twitter. She's too. playing like a. She's playing a. She's great on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't follow her on Twitter. Yeah. I should. You'll have to. She's playing a journalist. Mm. Picard sort of hasn't. Picard hasn't given an interview in a long time. We don't know why. He's talking to his Romulan female friend, and she's telling him, don't be nervous. And he's like, I'm not going to be nervous. I'm fine. I'm fucking Jean-Luc Picard. (laughs) And she's like, "Uh, I already talked to them, and they promised they're not going to ask why you dropped out of Starfleet. We told them that question is is off limits. So he's like, okay, good, because he didn't want to have to talk about that. They're celebrating. They're tying. It's 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 sort of 9-11-y. It's like the the reason he's giving this interview is there was a 14 years in the past there was a a, a disaster on um, Mars, right? Is that is what that, they are, no, or is it the Romulan? It's the it's the supernova, the Romulan supernova. That's that what it's the anniversary yes. of. Okay. So in, in the movie Nemesis is all about the Romulans having to be taken off of their planet because... I thought it was in the first Star Trek movie that we learned that Romulus got blown up. The first uh, J.J. version. No, in in Nemesis, that's the whole thing. They they go there because the the star is going to supernova. 
You might have to corrections corner this. Uh, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're interviewing him. Anyway, <laughs> there was a big disaster on Romulus back in the day. Yes. And the Romulan star went supernova, and the Romulans asked the Federation for help. And a lot of people didn't want to do it because the Romulans are notorious bad guys, right, that the Federation's had problems with for a million years. Mm. So a lot of people were like, fuck those guys. We don't like them anyway. But Picard was like a big advocate for we have to go help them. This is a humanitarian emergency. You know, it's the right thing to do. Even it's though he the ideals of the Federation and blah, blah, blah. The Romulans were the number one em- enemy in during Next Generation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he fought against Romulans the entire time. So for him to Romulans. be the one that's like, no, it doesn't matter who they step. are. We have to go help we, them. This it's classic Picard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic moral, ethical Patrick Stewart Picard, as we have always known and loved him. And Picard managed to convince them, yes, the, the rest of the Federation, yeah, we're going to go do it. But before they could, on Mars, where they build the spaceships, there's a big, huge base on Mars called Utopia Planitia. Mm. And that's where they build starships, right? That's where the Enterprise was built, blah, blah, blah. They're building all of these ships to go to Romulus because they don't have enough ships. So they're building this like rescue fleet. It's going to go to Romulus and save the Romulans. Before they can, all of the robots on Mars, all of the androids went insane and killed all of the people and blew up the base on Mars. Like 50,000 people died, she says. This is all, we are told all of this while she's interviewing Picard. She's She's asking him questions about his all of the stuff I just described to you. Mm-hmm. And he left. And he's saying, oh, this shortly. is a very sad day and blah, blah, blah. And, and this is a time to reflect and talk about the yeah. Romulans. And and you sort of get the idea that the two Romulans, they don't say this explicitly, but you sort of get the idea that the two Romulans that are living with him now are sort of like Romulan refugees that he has taken in. right? Yeah. And now they work for him. So anyway, they're they're showing you the footage and they're telling you the story and they're saying, so 14 years ago there was this huge thing and then the robots went crazy on Mars and that's why the Federation has banned all artificial life. No robots, no androids. The Federation's banned them completely. Dismantled no all of them. Data has been dismantled. They data all, was already or dead. He was already dead. Hmm. Um, Data dies at the end of Star Trek Nemesis, man, the film. I I don't think I watched that too closely. Yeah, you may not have ever seen it. Mm. So he's talking about this tragedy, and he's talking about how the Romulans died, and the robots went crazy, and now the Federation has banned robots. And and Picard, you know, doesn't agree with this, because obviously Data was, like, his one of his best fucking friends, and he believes in, you know, robot rights. There's been... There are multiple episodes of Next Generation all about the issue of, like, what rights do androids have? And Picard's always firmly been on the pro-rights side. Sure. So then the girl goes, the girl brings up, the girl, the 40-year-old woman who's interviewing Picard, uh, asks him, starts asking him about why he dropped out of Starfleet, which is the thing they told him they were not going to ask him about. She's sort of a gotcha journalist. Yeah, sort right? of a Sort of a pushing. setup. Set up like it was going to be a cream puff, and then she just came she at started, him like, she came almost at him with, like, immediately. Really hard questions, like, she right? just started attacking him. Which is not what it was supposed to be. So Picard's a little like pissed off. Mm. So anyway, she says, why'd you drop out of Starfleet? Why'd you drop out of Starfleet? And he's like, because it fucking wasn't Starfleet anymore. They abandoned the Romulans, and they banned all artificial life forms, and 
the ideals that I believe in, Starfleet doesn't believe in that shit anymore. Oh, and by the way, I'm done talking to you. And then he stands up and sort of stomps off. Sure. She gives him a classic Picard. He gives her a classic Picard sort of read. You know, he just fucking like dresses her, puts down. her in her place, and then walks, walks away. Mm-hmm. And then the girl shows up at the winery. Is that the next I, thing that happens? Yeah. I, uh, sure because those ships got blown up, then the uh, the Romulans didn't get saved. I, the Romulans did not get saved. Okay. Because they canceled the mission because they were dealing with the aftermath of sure. this disaster on Mars. So they obviously some Romulans had already been saved, but not yeah. all. Yeah, we as... just, the Federation just was not involved right. in the rescue effort. Yeah. So it comes to the vineyard, says, I, you know, I saw you, do you know me? And he's like, no, I don't know who you are. To the Dodge is her name, the girl. But it brings her in because she's obviously been beat up because she just had fleed from kicking the shit out of three people. Oh, yeah. I remember how this happened. She sees the interview. Oh, that's right. Yes. So there's a little scene where his interview with the journalist is being broadcast all over the galaxy. Mm. And she sees it in like a TV store that she happens to be walking past. You know, one of those kind of scenes. And she's like, that's the guy from my fucking vision. I should and then down. it What? I should hunt him down. Yeah, because it says his name on the bottom. Right. And she's like, oh, okay, that's who that is. I'll track his ass down. <laughs> so she does. And she goes to France. Picard's sitting out on the fucking veranda, yep. drinking some wine, <laughs> petting his dog. Yep. You know. And then she shows up. And then she just kind of walks in. <laughs> like, just hey. walk. Like, where? how did she get there? Like, yeah. It's real easy to she get around. It's real easy to get it's around. It's the future. That was one of the things that one of the, it's later on in the when they go to Starfleet. They have these cool like archway yeah, transporters that's in the second episode. where they walk through oh, and, and they it sort of you. disappear Boom. and then by the way you walk it's through the other transport- way. It's, it's public transporters. Wow. That's pretty cool. But anyways, yeah. So, so she walks up. She goes, hey, if I, uh, I need your help. I had a vision of you. These people showed up and they killed my boyfriend. And then I killed all of them. And I don't know how I did that. And I'm freaking out. And I had a vision of you. And you have to help me. And you know me too, don't you? I bet you know me too. And he's kind of, at first he's kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then he's like, actually, you do look kind of weirdly familiar. And I can't quite remember where I know you from. Mm-hmm. But he's Picard. So, of course, he's going to help her. So he takes her in. And they clean her up take and care her. take care of her. And Everyone blah, blah, blah. goes to sleep. He has another dream. Yeah. This one, he sees Data painting. Data's painting a picture. And then he looks at the picture, and it's of a woman in sort of a cloak, that same look that the girl who walked in looked at. And then he realizes that Better. he's seen that picture before. He wakes up, and he says, I've seen that picture, and he's got it on his wall. Mm. the finished version it wasn't finished in the dream it was finished and it's clearly the girl looks exactly like the girl the painting and then he figures out that the painting eventually figures out that the painting's name is daughter okay well you skipped over a little bit (laughs) no (laughs) yeah you did so he well i mean it also i mean there's other things that happen he looks up at the painting and it's not the one with her face on it it's the one where she's turned away from the from the camera but then he's like wait a minute there's I, a I rec, I I know where that painting came from, and then he goes to the fucking Starfleet right, archives. Right. He goes to Starfleet, like the Starfleet History Museum, yeah. where he, where he has a 
like his archives are kept there. You know, yeah. like, oh, that's right. You know, that's like a... people donate their papers to like universities or whatever. But only he has access to it. Right. Picard has has donated all of his shit. It's like a storage unit, basically, to the Starfleet archives. But it's got a bunch of cool shit. It's got Worf's Batlift. Yeah. So he him. goes in there. It's got like, all this cool. It's got all. It's a. It's an Easter egg delight. Yeah, it's in just there. like it's, a nerd it's Easter day in there. Yeah. It's like the, the Bunny Rabbit went crazy collection or something, but uh, his stuff. Yeah. So there's like a hologram that sort of takes him in there and he says, nobody else is ever allowed in here, right? And the hologram's right. That's, yes, that's right. Nobody else but you. So he goes in there and it's like Klingon's, Worf's fucking sword <laughs> and like his Shakespeare book that he had in his office and the Captain Picard Day banner right, is hanging right, up right. on the From wall. From the kids. The kids. It's, it's, just, it's just a treasure trove of nerd, you know, memorabilia. Props. <laughs> so he goes in there and he finds another painting just like the first one except this one you can Shows see her face, face in it mm. and then he talks to the rope he talks to the hologram and ho- he's like hologram and the hologram shows up and he's like tell, remind, tell me about these paintings and he's like these are paintings that commander data painted for you back in the enterprise which you would think picard already would know but they needed exposition he's so old man picard you know his memory's probably <laughs> slipping a little bit it's to help certain viewers and he's like hey the hey hologram these these paintings were called something weren't they and the hologram's right yes they were called daughter okay how's the hologram uh, does that actor steal it or it's just yeah know? they're good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah the performances across the board are all really the acting's good. terrific the all the way through so then he's like oh daughter okay so then he goes back oh no she leaves. She had left, and she's all freaked out. She's run away after they all go to sleep at the vineyard. She runs off in the night, right? Because she's before afraid, he goes she's to the archives, that she's going to hurt anybody. She doesn't want anybody else to get hurt because her boyfriend got killed. So she's trying to protect people by staying away. She calls her mother, and her mother says, "Well, did you find? Did you when you saw Picard? What did he tell you?" And she's like, "I didn't tell you I saw Picard. What do you?" And he goes, "Well." Um, well, of course you did, honey. You definitely said you saw him. Oh. No, I didn't. Well, find him because he will help you. Whatever you do, go find Picard. And he goes, oh, Her yeah. mother, who supposedly doesn't know anything about this, mm. is like, go find Picard. He'll take care of you. Yeah. So, so then she's like, what the fuck? Like, my whole life is a lie or whatever. So after he's found the painting and he's been there, she finds him. She finds him. She at, goes to she find goes him. She goes to Starfleet. She's also got, in addition to her, like, super assassin skills, she's also got, like, super Sleuthing. computer skills. Yeah, she, she, like, uses her, she uses her fucking mobile phone hacks and, and hacks into the him. network and finds out where Picard is yeah, and goes does. to him. And then, so Picard's coming out of this building in San Francisco, and she's just fucking there. And Picard's like, how did you find me? And she's like, we don't have time for that. <laughs> That's good writing right there. So he tells her about Data. He tells her the story of Data. I had this friend. He was an android back before they were all, before androids were outlawed. He painted a painting, and it's a painting of you. And I can't explain how that happens, but I kind of think that maybe you're an android. Yeah, that you are, you are made you of are somehow, data. You are somehow connected but to data. She's, and that's why you can do all this shit that you shouldn't be able to do. But uh, she's also flesh and blood. So it's right. sort of, so then he goes to the Daystrom Institute. No, then they have the fight scene. Oh, right. So then the men in black show up so and he's attack like, them again. He's telling her, look, I think you're a robot. I, I think you're an android like my friend Data. And because of that, I promise that I will protect you because... I, I owe it to Data to protect you. 
And then the bad guys show up again. Right. A bunch of fucking black suit dudes show up. And they're, they're like, run. they're like, run, run, run. And the cold man, so the they run up is, into the building. <laughs> up the this stairs. Was the, this was one of the few times, this whole sequence was one of the few times where I really noticed how old Patrick yeah. Stewart is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the scenes where he is running. He looks. And it's, and it's him. It's yeah. not a stuntman. Sure. Wearing a bald That's cap. That's commendable. It, you can tell that it's him. And he, he. He runs like an old man who is just a little bit afraid of falling down. You know what I mean? Sure. Just a little hesitant about running at full speed (laughs) ahead. So she and the girl, the girl who's the girl in this show is like 24 or something. Like she's She's like pulling him up. Come on. So she's like fucking hauling ass (laughs) in the cards. Patrick Stewart's like trying not to like break a hip and, but still, you know, there's a, there's a moment where, she kind of shoves him down like behind a bench to protect him because the bad guys now are shooting at him. Uh-huh. They've run up to the roof, <laughs> right? They've run up to the roof and they're running across the roof and the bad guys have come behind and, and are shooting at them. They have a uh, stormtrooper aim though. Yeah, they're missing a yeah. lot. Sure. So she pushes, him, she pushes him down the bench and in that shot, you can see sort of Patrick Stewart like just doing it a little bit slower than you would. <laughs> than you would normally expect to see a person in that situation dive behind a bench. Just because I'm sure he's just being cautious and just kind of making sure that he doesn't lands, hurt that he lands safely and doesn't yeah. hurt himself. But you can just sort of tell it's in those it's in the physical moments. Right, it's not so old. much in his acting or his face. Sure. I mean, he does look old now. He looks older now. He, I read he, some people on Twitter saying, like, it's like he hasn't aged a day since um, Encounter at Fourpoint. No, and I'm like, no. look at Encounter yeah, at Farpoint yeah, again, yeah. my friends. I mean, he, he looks remarkable. He was bald and he had the white hair. He was bald, but so he, he was looked not older than wrinkled. Then. No. Like, his face well, has gotten much he's more wrinkled. He's in his 60s? He's 79, 70. I think. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, he, he's, he's old. He was There's in his 40s. Wrong with being he old. was in his 40s. <laughs> On the old show. That's yeah. amazing. That I'm was 30 years ago. I'm surprised Tom Cruise isn't quite there yet. Well, he's not that old he's yet. He's not that he's old. Not quite it's a big old. difference yeah. between 50 and 70. There's a big yeah. difference between late 50s and late, late 70s. 70s. Yeah. Especially I mean, that's 70. 20 years. It's a lot. Um, so anyway, they fight. That, in those kind of moments, you kind of go, <laughs> okay, I see that he has he has age. <laughs> the vineyard is a good place. The card's supposed to be over 100, like in the timeline of the mm. of the future. Sure. But anyway, he, he he looks amazing for his age, but it's clear that he's aged. Yeah. So anyway, she kicks she ass. Kick, she throws him behind the bench and is like, "Stay here, old man." And then she <laughs> fucking kicks some more ass. She kills a bunch of fucking Romulans. Well, we find out that they're Romulans. This is oh yeah. So he's so killing a bunch one of, of black them, suited dudes. One of the helmets comes off, and, and then at the last, she's got one last them. guy that she's trying to kill, and then he manages to kill her. He he has like a acid like thing. <laughs> yeah, he spits acid at her. He's got like a one of those cyanide tooth thingies, uh. but it's got acid in it, and he spits it on her, and it. She's holding the gun. And it makes the acid eats through the gun, and the gun blows up, yeah, and, kills and it her. kills her. Blows her up to dead. She's dead. She's, She's dead. dead. Okay. So now, Picard, but Picard sees that one of those guys is a Romulan. Right. One of those black suited dudes. He goes to the like admiral of Starfleet. Is that where he goes? No, that's in the second. Is that episode. in the second episode? Wait, 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 oh no! Now he goes to Daystrom. Yeah. 
He, well, could, he goes back to France. He wakes up in France. He gets knocked unconscious in the explosion. He wakes up. He's back in France. His two Romulan friends are putting cold compresses on his head and shit. And they're, he's like, what happened? And they're like, they found you up there, but there was no sign that anybody else was ever there. Hmm. So whoever's responsible has cleaned it cleaned up, it up hmm. right? There's, a, there's some sort of cover-up fucking happening. But they left right? him. Well, yeah, they left him, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They took away all the dead bodies, so it looks like he was up there all by himself. Yeah. They're like nobody else. It didn't look like anybody else was up there. So, but Picard's like, I know what I saw, and I'm not making this shit up. And, and they don't have cameras in this utopian society. At least not on that roof. Yeah, not uh, on that roof. Hmm. Well, yeah, they do because they have. They look at the footage of it in the second episode. They see. They look at the footage of it, and he's the only person in the footage. Oh. So the footage has been altered yeah. to take everybody else out gotcha, of it. Gotcha. So they he goes to see this woman. So he goes to the, he finds out that sh- the girl was about to be accepted into the Daystrom Institute and that she was, and he thinks that she's an android, right? So he's like, I got to go talk to the android experts. But androids have been banned by the Federation. So he goes to the Daystrom Institute and he meets this woman. She's a robot doctor. Dr. She's an android and uh, they go into her lab, and her lab is like fucking empty because he's like, because she's like, they don't let us do any work anymore because they banned androids. So all we do is like research now. We're not allowed to build anything anymore. And he goes, and then she, he's, because he tells her, I think that I've met a flesh and blood android. Mm-hmm. Do you and think she's that's like, possible? And she's like, that's fucking impossible. And he's like, tell me why. So they're going through the lab, and she's sort of explaining to him, blah, blah, blah. They see uh, B4, Data's brother, B4, mm. is there. Because at the end of Nemesis, man, when, before Data dies, he transfers all of his uh, brain into a, his brother B4, who's sort of like an inferior version of Data. <laughs> but the hope is that maybe B4 will someday sort of learn to be like Data because Data uploaded his shit before he died. But the doctor, te- the scientist tells Picard that didn't work. B4 was too primitive, his fucking positronic brain was not up to snuff, hmm. and it didn't work. He did not become the new Data, which is what everyone was sort of hoping was gonna happen. And he's like, and Picard's like, well that's a real bummer. She says, and this is a deep cut, she starts talking about Dr. Bruce Maddox. Well, that's I was wondering if that was a new <laughs> character or if that's somebody who's... That, Dr. Was Bruce Maddox her. is the doctor from Measure of a Man who comes to the ship and wants to take Data away oh, to and study him. disassemble him. Gotcha. Okay, well, that makes more sense now where his name keeps popping up in, yeah. this, in this show. Because <laughs> so I wasn't sure. Like, cause Obviously, there's new characters, and I didn't recognize the name, but I knew you would, so I figured... Eventually so there's I a famous episode of Star Trek The Next Generation Men called Measure for a Man, mm. which is all about whether data is a life form or a thing. Or a property, yeah. Because mm. this scientist from Starfleet, Dr. Bruce Maddox, comes onto the Enterprise and wants to take data away and basically disassemble him and figure out how he works to try and make more. He's like, imagine having a data on every ship and how wonderful that would be and because Data can do all of these things and nobody else can do. It's like an so they have a trial. Machine. It's a classic Star Trek episode because it has a trial scene in it. Picard versus Riker. Picard has to defend, and Riker gets assigned the job of prosecuting. Oh, my God. So anyway, at the end, Data is judged to be a, a living creature that has his own rights. But that doctor, Dr. Bruce Maddox, he leaves. It's a guest appearance. He's only in this one episode. But Data says, I'll still 
communicate back and forth with you and tell you about what's going on with me so you can continue your research. So you get the idea that they continued. And in fact, there's a later episode where Data actually, you see Data sort of like composing a letter to oh, this guy. Oh, to Dr. Maddox, okay. So you get the idea that they continued their relationship off screen, even though we never see that character again. Sure. But now here he is being referenced again in the new show. Dr. Girardi says to him, Dr. Bruce Maddox was the most brilliant uh, Android science, uh, Android researcher because he was friends with Data and understood how it worked better than anybody. And his dream was to create flesh and blood androids. Mm. But after they banned uh, androids, after the Mars thing, he left and I've never seen him since then. So I don't know where he is or what happened to him. Wouldn't that sort of be like a superhuman, basically? Yeah, well, yeah. like she can murder. That's a bunch what of she was. Yeah. You saw this girl. She, <laughs> she, she was a. She like jumps like all sorts of kung fu. She can jump high in the air. She it's can bionic man. Hack man. a computer. I mean, she's yeah. she yeah she's a super old person. It's classic bionic woman. So, there's a bunch of classic Trek space gobbledygook techno babble sure. <laughs> where they talk about how androids work well, as and if that's a real girl, thing the girl <laughs> she's the like things, explaining to yeah, him yeah, like yeah. well here's how androids are created and it's like somebody just made that up yeah. some office in Burbank <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing they talk about oh yeah so she's she got has a necklace, necklace the girl has a necklace two rings in it before she dies she takes the necklace off gives it to Picard so Picard's got it with him and he shows it to the she's scientist not dead it shows it to the scientist lady hmm. the scientist lady says oh shit that's the symbol for flesh and blood androids or whatever they call it fractal, fractal neurotic cloning oh yeah you actually took notes wow that was good of you so it, long story short what he says what she says to him is if this is possible there would be two of them because huh. they're created as twins. Like There's some pairs. scientific gobbledygook as reason. To why, but as to why. But they're always done as but twins. But the point is that there's two. Hmm. So Picard's like, oh, fuck. If there's, there's another, two, that means there's another one of these the girls one? out there, and hmm. she's in danger from these Romulan assholes. Hmm. And that was the end of the first episode. No. Then it cuts to- Oh, then to, you see her. Oh, so right, then okay. it cuts to her. The second the, one. The second one. You meet hmm. the second girl. Who is on- some it's she's you can't really ship. tell what it is a ship, and she's, she's working a with a bunch dude. of Romulans. They're all Romulans, and then they bring in Doctor Narek. Is that his name? The guy, the Romulan doctor. Yeah, I don't the, even know what his deal is. But they haven't really said. I mean, he in the second episode he bangs the chick, but yeah, he does <laughs> bangs nice. the robot. Chick. You don't even really know quite what's going on, but they're on. Anyways, they're on some ship. They're doing some kind of scientific research type bullshit. Pull back. <laughs> And then the camera pulls back and back and back and back and back and back until you're out in space. Borg cube. And it's a Borg Dude, cube. There's preferred nomenclature nowadays. <laughs> they made love. As opposed to what? Bang. Bang. I'm just glad he didn't say, I don't know, I've heard him say worse things than that. <laughs> Went down Anyways, the Anyways, the, the Borg cube did not have the impact I was... Hopefully. It didn't have men. It, that means nothing to men. <laughs> well, What's Borg interesting there, is that there are they're Romulans. Existing. No, the oh. Borg are dead. Oh, okay. The Borg were all killed by Picard. Okay, right. I so, mean, when he just didn't no. that. Well, what happened to the ones that? Okay, well now we're gonna get into some deep lore. <laughs> deep, uh, deep Borg, deep Borg. So what? you're talking about first, first contact. contact, sure. So in the movie Star Trek: First Contact, men. Yeah. is all about the Borgs. Mm. And at the end of it, 
Picard kills the Borg queen, right? Mm. And you think, oh, that's the end of the Borgs. But then in Voyager, you see that the Borg queen can just like download her fucking. Oh, so she downloaded somewhere else. Okay, so there's still a thing. Because they were the, they were the, but the Borg were a huge part of Voyager. Like they in, encountered the Borg. All well, I know the they time. seven and nine, but in the no, but they're like the Borg were like bad, the bad, main bad villains. Bad oh, they on, were, okay. Star, That's my Voyager. lack of watching Voyager, showing it, Voyager rearing its ugly head. But anyway, it's still interesting that they're why are there Romulans on the right. Borg cube? It, and, it seems as though it's a it's an an abandoned or deserted. Borg cube and they're that the Romulans it? have kind of moved in on and are salvaging. Mm. And for some reason, this we don't know why the girl is android there girl she works there works there is a doctor. She's a doctor. She's working, and we don't know what they're doing. End of episode one. So I know that that did not have resonance for you, <laughs> but as a as a <laughs> view as a fan of Star Trek, that's a lot of great lore that's coming together. Have, as a fan of Star Trek, to see that fucking pullback and yeah. realize, oh shit, they're on the Borg ship. Yeah. That was like the big reveal of the episode, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't follow Star Trek closely enough to for that to be deeply meaningful. Right. So that was the end of the first episode. Yeah. I really liked it. It was great. I, I it's mean, great it's, to see. It was just great to see him it was playing that character. Tons of nostalgia surrounded about it. A lot it. of fans, but it's but it's also <laughs> a lot of fans but it's also I mean modern just TV as well, right? It's right. not. It's not. It's, an, it's not it's a, really it's a serialized television it's ser- show. It's serialized Star Trek. It's telling a long form story. Yeah, you know, in, it's not in sort of modern day TV style. It's as far it's away from classic stories. Star Trek right. as you could possibly be because. I, and, and I'm good with I well, love and there there is a part of me I, I understand why they're doing it this way because that is how you tell stories on television sure. these days. But I kind of miss classic episodic, episodic sure. television. Everything's contained. Where you watch one episode, it's mm-hmm. self contained, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. Like there's something very comforting about and, and satisfying sure. about that model and nobody really does that anymore other like, i mean law and order and you know cop shows and sitcoms? those kind of shows do well i'm talking about oh sure i mean yes sitcoms, sitcoms still yeah, for sure serious classic sitcoms i was talking about sort good. of like classic hour-long mm-hmm. dramas so that's just that's just out of style now sure like, you just don't you don't see it very often. it's it's un it's not fashionable other than like, like you like said that. the like blue there are bloods. still procedurals and things like and that. and even those nowadays have a lot more Extended storylines within the episode, but I did at the, and I knew it was going to be like this, so it's not like I was surprised. But at the end of that first episode, I was like, "This is going to be one of those fucking ten-hour-long stories." Like. <laughs> it's just a long ten-hour movie is what they do in this. But that's a little bit of what you want. Right? I mean, with, I was something that you love. I would be happy to see because even Discovery is long form, serialized. Sure. Yes. I I would like to see a classic Star Trek show where the, it's just a ship flying around and you, every week they have an adventure. You know what that like, show is called right now? You're going to say the Orville. It's called the Orville. Yeah, but I can't stand his. And face. that's fine. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I've told you this so many I, times. And I, but I and I'm telling <laughs> the you, the actor, the writer, I don't like Seth MacFarlane. As of face. right now, he has a very punchable you, face. You want to watch a classic Star Wars show? Mm. Oh, Star Wars, Star Trek show. It's the Orville. Like mm. the, every show yeah. is. It's just not. It's an happen. episodic thing. I mean, it's it, they always encounter some planet, and everything is status quo at the end. Like, but it was it's it's beautifully made. To get back to the show, it looks amazing. Yeah. 
the acting is all top notch television acting. Sure. You know, like they certainly spared no expense in making. No, it, it looks beautiful. Production wise, it it's on par with Discovery. Yeah, it's yeah. The it's, production value is amazing. I mean, the vineyard is beautiful. Yeah. The you know, and he's terrific in it. It's so. There was something very satisfying about watching him play that character. Again. Sure, sure. Well, and it's interesting in too. The, go ahead. Because he's he's way more sort of relaxed uh-huh. the card than he ever was on Next Generation, which is also kind of cool to see. Uh-huh. You know, because he's he's like in that scene where he's talking to her about her being a robot. Right. He's so gleeful about it. Yeah. You know, and it's just so cool to see Picard being like smiling and like <laughs> really, you know, it's really cool. I thought it was cool. I liked how he became more Picardy over the course of that first episode. Because when you see him in the beginning and he's just sort of, I'm I'm just bumping around the, sure. the, the vineyard, Picard, you're kind of like, where's the, where's my old, you know, where's my guy? Like, where's the, where's the classic Picard we know Zippy. and love? But once he gets sort of involved in the inner, in the adventure, you start to see the old, like, I'm a cap, I'm the, I'm a leader of men, Picard yeah. starts to come back out. Cause there's a scene where he's talking to the vent, to the two Romulans, his friends, after the ax, after he gets blown up and they, he wakes up on the couch and he's telling, and he says to them, I haven't even, I haven't been living the last 14 years. I've just been hanging around here waiting to die. Cause he's like, I have to get to the bottom of this. And it, you start to see the old, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Picard come out. Well, is it in the second episode when he puts the? Yes. Okay. What about those action moments? You had said that uh, that was when he felt oldest. Do you, do you wish that they had used some sort of CGI or a, a stunt there double? There is clearly a whole cast of young people who are going to be on this show <laughs> who are, who are, are going, going to, to be the handling action the action pieces. moments. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I think, just not in John Luke's I, wheelhouse anymore. I think it's, but it, he's supposed to be, the character's supposed to be old. Yes. Yeah. So it's they okay. They talk constantly about how old if he is. He's, the physical stuff he shouldn't be expected to do it yeah i mean it makes sense it would look ridiculous if he did do it yeah you want to watch 79 year old patrick stewart pretend to fist fight a 25 year old it's like guy it's like watching uh you know 80 year old uh christopher lee fight in a lightsaber battle right right Right. you know or it just makes you worried <laughs> more than anything. Lord else. of the Rings when they the the uh, the wizards have their fight together. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think the I think he's I think they'll let the, the young gang. Yeah. Yeah. They had. I mean, it was great. It was great. You know, you got the little bit of. It was very very satisfying. Tons of uh, tons of callbacks. Stuff tons for of fans, but it also is like an interesting story in and of itself. It's interesting to see how the Federation has changed. And well, like, I was thinking about it because, like, you would when we talked about Discovery at one point in time on the show, and you were like, "What you would have done is shot it instead of doing a." They should have put it in the future. The, that's what this show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is. It's it's because now it's like the Romulans are sort of part of Federation now, which now was never really a thing on the show, and and clearly the clearly the 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 thematic through line of the whole thing is going to be Picard sort of reminding the Federation and Starfleet of like what, they what were, their values are. Should be, right? yeah. like That's going to be the ultimate payoff yeah. is that he's going to remind everybody hey we're, we're, we, we're being xenophobic and, and 
anti android and uh, is not uh, close minded is not a good mm-hmm. way for people to be it's all a metaphor for trump yeah, the whole sure. thing is there are parallels like yeah. the way the federation is now mm. is clearly inspired by well, like fucking our the current co- government patrick stewart said it yeah, Patrick Stewart's He's like, fuck yeah. this. This is all about <laughs> the fucking Brexit and yeah. and, and our the xenophobic- The perils of fascism and xenophobia yeah. are going to be a big part of the show, clearly. So. Two well, thumbs that, up. Yeah, so I found, like, I just found a little review that had, like, some of the Easter eggs in, in the episode. We mostly talked about them. Blue Skies, The Poker Game, The Daystrom Institute- Oh, the flute in the opening theme song is supposed to be the flute from from when Inner Light that he learns to play when he's oh, in the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why there's a flute. He drinks Earl Grey decaf yes, now because yes, he's an old yes, man. Yes, he's an old man. I like <laughs> So that. when he orders his fucking tea from the replicator... Remember how on the old show, it man... Earl Grey hot. He's, he always said tea, Earl Grey hot. Yes. He says tea, Earl Grey decaf. <laughs> and he old serves... Pe- old people can't drink caffeine. It makes them all cranky. He serves uh, the robot Earl Grey tea and tells her... It's always perfect or something like that. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Picard says to Dodge, Data always wanted a daughter. Like right, in that little sure. scene where they're and talking. And there's an episode of The Next Generation called The Offspring where Data creates a female daughter, Android. Mm. Um, it's a great episode. I actually rewatched it just yeah. the other day because it, remi- sure. it was obviously meant to be a thematic tie-in. It's a terrific episode. Yeah. It's very sad. Yep. Um, at the end of the episode, she she dies. Her brain can't. The thing, the whole thing about Data is that Data is the only one that that Doctor Soon got right. Mm. Right. All of his other times, they couldn't figure it out. So that's why every attempt to recreate Data ends in failure because they can't figure out how his fucking positronic net works. And so in, in this episode, The Offspring, his daughter eventually starts malfunctioning because Data, even Data couldn't figure out how to do it. Mm. And she dies at the end. He deactivates yes, her. It's very yeah. sad. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Do you, where do you think they, they drew the line at? Like, no more Easter eggs. This this is as deep as we need to go. I don't think there is a line. <laughs> I mean, I think they're just going to You got to realize, like, all things. of this, the, the, the show is being written by... Star Star Trek fans, fans, you know, so they want to put that shit in, too. They want to see it, too. (laughs) Well, uh, you said you wanted it to be about a 20, 25-minute episode. How long have we been talking? An hour. Okay. Wow. We should stop. (laughs) All right. Well, unless anyone has anything else they'd like to add. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Get next week's next week's will be shorter. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so we're going to be doing this for the whole run of Picard. These little bonus episodes. Don't worry, we'll still be doing our fun trek through the Corey or whatever the movies. Through the movies, we'll mm-hmm. be doing next weekend. We're doing uh, Search for Spock. Yeah. So those episodes will still be coming out, um, and uh, we're going to do this. I don't know what is there ten episodes? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So the next eight ten weeks, we'll be doing this as It'll much be as we easy can enough to do. Oh, these Picard things? Yeah. We'll, we don't think they'll all be an hour long. We'll get better with our recaps, I think. And uh, But anyways, uh, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Minwin. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>